the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is on the porch with us, and uh, we're uh, watching the folks uh, that are coming in to ride the train, do the balloon animals. Well, I'm I'm stealing your thunder, Trace. What's going on today? Uh, The the train and balloon animals. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Face painting. Right. And Santa for about another hour. Okay. <laughs> All of those for about another hour. and There's there's a few plants here for sale, too. What? Including Christmas trees. Are you serious? Just a handful. Yeah. So let's, which, well, let's talk about the Christmas trees, but last, yesterday we kind of got in a little scuffle, you know, so do we want to start off with the living Christmas trees or the fresh cut trees? Yes. Who, who wants to start? Well, it depends on what they're interested in. Okay. Uh, got, uh, got both. Uh, the, the living Christmas tr- trees, we, um, there's an ar- the article in the Express News uh, talks about the many options and, uh, and the value of getting a living Christmas tree and the varieties that are available here, here at Millburgers uh-huh. and other places, too. And so the idea is you can have a tree to decorate, uh, an attractive tree to decorate, and also it'll fit into your landscape. And it'll fit into your landscape as a permanent addition to the landscape if you pick the right uh, varieties. And that's the, the that's what's offered here at Millburgers. So Deodor cedars and uh, well, let's let's discuss them a little bit. Okay, so which ones are there? Well, well, Deodor cedar you mentioned yeah, that, and then and then the. Uh, Aleppo, Aleppo, Aleppo pine, yeah. stone pine, and uh, the um, oh the help me on the uh, decorative a Leland uh, cypress, cypress out there. Yeah. There's uh, Arizona cypress out there. Rosemary, uh, if you rosemary. want a small apartment um, type. Of okay, people are work, walking out with a lot of uh, uh, re- not wreaths. The garland? Garland. Oh, okay. How about, uh, so, uh, have so we got Aleppo pines this year? Yeah. 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 All right. So you mentioned Rosemary for a small location. It's like an apartment. So let's talk about the Aleppo. Where would I put an Aleppo? It's the holidays are over. What am I, what am I doing with this Aleppo pine? If, like in an Air Force base. <laughs> I've, got to, uh. I've got to bring it <laughs> no, to the no, Air Force base. No, no. If you want a tree that will be a classic pine. Uh-huh. We quite often get people say, well, I want a pine. I miss it yeah. from New England or yeah. Canada or wherever. Or Houston. Around. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and Aleppo is, is that kind of a pine. Now, they 
which you get them here as a Christmas tree. They're sheared and, and okay. have perfect Christmas trees uh, size and uh, shape. But then they grow into a classic pine shape too, with the open. So they grow out of very it. Very tall. What the? They, they grow out of it. So they're sheared. They have okay. nice, pretty small needles, <laughs> and then eventually they have a normal pine tree needle look. So full sun. Yes. How tall? Forty. Not more than sixty feet tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. So don't like yeah. Now, if you want to see them, I think there's still lots of them over there at the uh, the old Air, Air Force Base. Uh, Lackland? No, not no, what, no. which was. Do you remember the one we did the the big survey on in the Randolph world? Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kelly. Kelly. Oh, Kelly. There you go. Kelly Air Force Base. Yeah, it was loaded with Aleppo pines. Yeah. And that that there you can see what they look like eventually, uh, and they they adapt to a lot of different situations. Now, what you probably don't want is you don't want. Loblolly pines because they won't last long. They need acid. But that's acid the kind soil. of grew in East Texas. What the hell? Is they that? they do, uh, but it's so hard to decorate them in East yeah. Texas and then <laughs> oh. go back and forth. All right, so that's Aleppo and, and uh, rosemary. We also mentioned what was the, I love the, the Italian stone pine. Okay. Oh yes. And what? Let's let's Japan, discuss that after. Japanese after. black pine. Christmas is over. What do you do with your those two? Plant them. How tall will they get? So stone, I'd say, is at least 40. Oh, wow. Man, these are tall trees. Yeah. And then, <laughs> They're slow growing, too. Okay. Uh, but that, yeah, but you still have to be cautious about where you, I mean, I can yeah. see you'd really enjoy a big tree. So don't plant it underneath an electrical line. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's about the only thing I can think of that, that yeah. might be. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and Trace is smiling. Okay. He can't hear. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Are, are there any other ones that we haven't brought up? Uh, we we got some other things over there that, that are non-traditional. So uh, <laughs> there's some arbovitae over there that somebody could use as a Christmas tree. Arbovitae? Arbovitae. Arbovitae? White okay. cedar. Um, there's, oh, okay. Uh, That's what we used to call them in the old days. Yeah. There's um, some Blue Point junipers. Yeah. That's a, they're, a, they're a good one. A lot of people used to use those. That that kind of stays in that shape too. It doesn't it doesn't outgrow it like the pine trees do. Yeah, just like the uh, uh, Arizona cypress. Yeah. That, oh, that kind of keeps cool. its shape too. When I first came down here and saw Deodar cedar, I fell in love with that. Their beauty, beautiful. <laughs> well, Jer- Jerry and I are debating too. They they used to uh, <laughs> they, they used to freeze the top. Top for once they got to twenty five or thirty feet, they'd, yeah, the five, it still looked pretty, yeah, attractive. But uh, as far as I can tell, they didn't freeze during the February for. Well, freeze. that's good. I had a joke, Milton, but I lost the timing. Oh, uh, <laughs> do you want me to set you up again? Uh, <laughs> Jerry'll set me up again oh, at okay. some point. Okay. Well, uh, uh, but anyway, lots for... of choices. Okay. Yeah. So now we'll switch gears. Oh, and I don't know if there's going to be an argument here. But do you uh, do you and Trey share the same philosophy as it relates to? I always like to pit people against each other uh, as to uh, how how long you should keep it in the house. Like if I get it today, should I put it in the house and decorate it, and and or should I keep it outside for a while and then bring it in the house well, a week I, before Christmas? The the uh, best recommend the recommendation of the 
Uh, most folks is three weeks, but I've always done it longer. Oh my gosh! I never had a problem with it. Yeah. And but if you can do it, if you can d- d- use it on the patio. Yeah, that's. Uh, and then, then you got you accomplish both. You can leave it out there as yeah. long as you want. So my answer is three days, Milton. Three days, not three weeks. Yep. Okay. So decorate it, leave it on your porch or patio where it gets the sun. Bring it in Christmas Eve. Take it back out Christmas Day. It would be ideal. Okay. Now these mm-hmm. are these live trees are heavy too, so you got to keep that in there. <laughs> All right. Now let's talk about the fresh cut trees. Uh, okay. We still got them. Yeah, got plenty. Uh, Nordman's, Nobles, and Frasers in quantity. And okay. The, the there's a couple of odds wonderful. and ends out there. Yeah, there's some. Uh, there's a Martha Stewart tree. Yep. What was that? Grand fir. Grand fir. Okay. That even sounds Martha Stewart-y. It does. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So the Nordman uh, is for uh, Europe's most popular tree. It is. And it is a good tree to choose if you have... Allergies. Allergies to, I guess, is it just Christmas trees or just trees? I would just say if you have allergies, period. Oh, okay. You to, that's the one you should invest okay. in. Okay. That's the Nordman. Fraser is the king of furs. Which one was the Cadillac? That Cadillac is going to be the Noble. Noble, okay. So I got to think Nobles and Cadillacs. Okay. And then we have the Fraser. We have the Frasers, which is okay. that's the that's the one that holds up the best in my mind. Oh, okay. So we always have them come back after Christmas because we do the recycling, and sometimes they come back looking just as good as when they left. And I always I uh, it surprises me when he says that because I've all of them seem to be hold out. All yeah, these we really don't. I remember the old days when <laughs> that, you know it was hard to pick a the tree because you wanted to make sure the leaves weren't falling off or yeah. too many of them were falling off. These are, these stay whole and they, they don't keep do maintain anymore. the shape. The fragrance is wonderful. Yeah. And they've been recut. Oh, they've been yeah. And watered the whole time. <laughs> and watered the whole time. And uh, they're in those nice uh, stands that keep uh-huh. falling over. I remember the first yeah. Christmas we were down here I decided knowing uh, being a brilliant horticulturist that I would <laughs> recut the, the butt. Right, Milton? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I yeah. will trust the horticulturist. Uh, <laughs> I've but, learned not to agree with the horticulturist. But anyway, <laughs> I, I had a band saw, saw one of those, uh, yeah. you know, so. And you, when you try to cut that with a band saw, uh, you get about maybe a third of the way through, if that much. Where did you put it on? Did you lean it on? I I just had a regular stand that fell off, fell over eventually. So I knew I knew he'd set me up again, Melton. uh, I got to say it now because it's killing me. Go for it. Was that BC or AD? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Since it was a Christmas tree, it had to be AD. Yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. Nice, nice, that was a good comeback. <laughs> nice re- yeah, nice yeah. response. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, they, cut them, they cut them over here with a chainsaw, right? Yes. Okay. But uh, that bandsaw thing, I didn't I didn't have a chainsaw at that time, but uh, that's tough to cut, cut a corner for our uh one of the well, if you, yeah, if you don't have the right, so they hadn't been invented, is yeah. what I yeah, yeah, I think so. It was uh, <laughs> BCS. Uh, chainsaw, one word or two. I think it's one. 
What? It, chainsaw. Oh. <laughs> it was before chainsaw. No, it was. Uh, it's one word. So, so did you did you do it? Did you make it through with the bandsaw? No. Oh, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I cut it uh, around when the when the saw would bind. Oh, okay. Then I would turn the tree and make another cut, and hopefully, all those cuts would come together, and I could remove the part that I was trying to cut off. Yeah, hopefully. So why, why do I feel we're going to get the Egyptian pyramid? Uh, yeah, the tree. <laughs> so how but did then that? I, but then I put it in my little worthless tree stand. Yeah, and put it in the house, and we were all happy. And put some water in in the little basin that it had about a, a cup full, all the water it held. And uh, before before you get out of the room, it fell over. Now this Spilt is built the water no. on the carpet. This, alert alert uh, everybody! This is not the current state. Of yeah, the, no <laughs> this, is, this is why we have evolved to where we are right now. <laughs> Millburgers yeah, has cut it for you, but you have to be impressed. With what's the bad ones, before you can really appreciate. Oh, okay. Uh, mil- the Milberger. So if Jerry's uh, story sounds like, is something that you can appreciate from oh, experience, yeah. <laughs> Milberger's is the place to come. As you, you guys have cut them. Yes. You said with a chainsaw, not a we, bandsaw. We've done all the work. There uh, you go. That's right. I and appreciate your, your stands that too. are. are uh, I guess they could fall down, but uh, you're gonna have to try really hard. Super <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> like you'd have to have and a big cat to, yeah. to, to take that tree down. Yeah, if you, like a, if like you a got mountain ki- lion. If you got young children, <laughs> uh huh, and they're decor helping you decorate that tree, they're gonna pull it over. Oh, okay. It's not a member stand. Yeah, they don't. They don't. I've pull done over all that. Depending on how big that child is, they could pull over anything. I guess. Well, yeah, but I've I've done all that nothing. And. <laughs> That's why I appreciate those stats. <laughs> to your point, Trace, what you said before, was, I smiled when I saw someone walking in from the parking lot with a stand, uh, <laughs> which means that they got it last year or the year before or the year before that, too. Yes. Yeah, you said you've – how long have uh, how, have y'all been doing the stands? I, I'm, I'm going to assume – after Charles started, that's probably the first thing he did because back at Wolf, that's that's where we what we did. Yeah. So I'm going to assume 30 years. All oh right. man, good good deal. So this was uh, well, it wasn't BC. It wasn't before Charles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I wish uh, I had my BB gun. Stop I'd it! I'd shoot that guy. Stop it! <laughs> There'll be no violence on today's show. Uh, we have wreaths and garlands. Jerry mentioned That's why that. he's on Santa's uh, Yeah. Uh, I talked to Santa. So when Santa cornered me when I got in, he goes, you tell Parsons, no, no, no. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, I thought it was ho, ho, ho. Not when it came to you. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> said, could Jerry come down your lap? No, no, no. Wreaths uh, <laughs> uh, and garlands, we mentioned that. Yes, we do. And, and those are uh, kind of like the fresh cut? They are fresh cut. Okay, which is cool. And we keep them hosed Are those down. hard to find? Uh, they're they're hard to find that have been maintained. Okay. So, yeah. uh, I mean, our goal is uh, hosing them down ten times a day if we can, unless God's doing it for us. Like yeah. Like we've done the last 
couple of days. But. Guys have been working in your favor for a little while. Did you still have some of that cloud cover uh, stuff back I there? Do, I do, and I have it cheap. Do you? Yeah, you should buy some. Well, on those garlands, that would help. help the, it would help a lot. Oh, yeah. For the homeowner. For the homeowner, yeah. For, for me, it's easier just to keep them hosed down. Yeah, but the homeowner can't probably. They, they're they're going to put it where they can't do that. Yeah, right. And so there's a product Hose called, down their mantle or something. Yeah, there's a so a product called Cloud Cover. Uh, you, say, you say they don't make it anymore? Nope, they went out of business. Well, oh, man. Shame on them. It's not but their fault. We, we also recommended uh, Cloud Cover to give your tomatoes a little bit of mm-hmm. extra uh, cold hardiness. But, Works uh, for your hair, too, huh, Mill? Woohoo! Yeah. All right. To, but the to, uh, <laughs> to grow it or to style it, uh, yeah. <laughs> style it probably. But yeah. anyway, anyway, uh, he's Tracy's got some at a good price. So if you buy a garland, you want to. It's not a bad idea to spray those things. Uh, I guess I guess you'd wet them down. Well, y'all are wetting them down periodically. Ooh, look at all the poinsettias. And then immediately put that. Uh, uh, cloud cover on them which I, I, is a t- chemical i heard a rumor Uh-oh. years ago i don't know if it's real or not but I, I it's my understanding that in california they have to spray the, even their christmas trees down with something very similar yeah, before, they, before they can sell them oh before they can sell them yeah why yeah is it like a legal thing a, I, cut down on california who knows but okay. yeah regardless it's going to cut down on the uh transpiration, transpiration and yeah. uh and the needles off turning brown. Okay. Well, that's a good idea. I can't believe they got it. That's a law? I don't know if it's real or not, <laughs> but I heard that rumor at one point. Yeah. So let's see. Well, you wanted to, we'll, we'll kind of finish before we go to break. We saw the poinsettias that were going home with someone. They were beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, looks like they had a yellow and a red, maybe a red and yellow. Uh, can you see them? Red, the, yellow. The wagon? Red, so yellow, yellow. Pretty sure that's a mixed pot. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes more sense. Um, so we have poinsettias. We have floral grade. Is that the term that's used? Uh, yes, we have the the Florist premium. Grade, yeah. the, premium. The uh, the best poinsettia grower in the state, probably in the country. Wow, this is where we got our poinsettias from. Okay, Christmas cactus. We got them. Uh, All kinds of colors, including red. Oh, good. What am I missing? There's orange. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, basketball team's doing great. What's that? The basketball team is doing yeah. great. The, um, I didn't know that. It's cool. Do you have, what do, am I missing? Anything? Have, the Christmas the, cactus, are they in two-sized containers? There's you got them mul- start, starting there's at seven ninety nine. Multiple. So uh, at seven ninety nine, there's some four-and-a-half-inch. Oh, okay. And there's also some quartz. Oh, okay. And then it goes to six inch, and then hanging basket after that. Wow, those are those are big ones. And so I'm, I'm not knocking any of the box stores, but I had a young lady come in yesterday that said, oh, "I wish I had to come here first. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one. Okay. Oh. Good. <laughs> we like that. There's a lot of reasons to come here first for anything you should do gardening than to go to the big box stores. All right, listen, we have to take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up 
Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM. The answer. It's not much I know But my baby Next year maybe I'll give you more than mistletoe Here's a kiss For Christmas Little and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Remember, if you've got uh, pest problems from roaches to... I, I wanted to say from roaches to reindeer, but I don't think reindeer are a pest problem. I don't know why I was thinking that. From roaches to ants to spiders, you know what pests are. Uh, in uh, rats or squirrels in the attic. Uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control has been helping San Antonians since 1976. Okay, so when we talk about Spider-Man, what you probably never think about is, uh, and I, you know, I talk about his approach, which I like, which is kind of the holistic thing of viewing it all together. Uh, but this man, uh, Warren Remy, the man that runs it and, and guides it and has been doing it since 1976, is so knowledgeable. I mean, he's seen it all. He's worked with a lot of different things, um, despite what some people on my left will say. Uh, <laughs> Warren has found success uh, with both synthetic and organic, uh, but he'll, he'll inform you. Uh, maybe you've got a concern uh, and you want to do use more organic. Uh, he'll tell you what he's been successful with and what you can expect. So you go in knowledgeable. That's the cool thing. Uh, Warren is a an advisor to a lot of people in the pest control industry due to all his experience. So go with the best guys out there. That's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Or go to the website, gospidermanpest.com. That's gospidermanpest.com. Do we need to get Warren on the show? You know, he's, find out what's, what's, he's gotten rid of most of my roaches. Oh, and it's oh my! So lonely in the house now. It's sad. I know you miss those guys. Uh, You know, I used to. That uh, that picture Jeremy sent me of all you guys (laughs) sitting on the couch watching football. And I used to hunt them. They were they were my really with my cane that I used to walk. Oh, okay. I smash them, and uh, but I turned on the light two nights ago, I guess. Yeah. No. No scurry. Oh. What can I do, Method? Now you talk to Warren. I guess I'll have to re-inoculate my house. You need to tell Warren you, you don't want him to do such a good job. Yeah, yeah. He he used that good stuff at my house. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call with your gardening questions. That was a good discussion on the uh, the Christmas trees. So let's see. Where do we want to go now? I have an announcement about the Christmas trees. Okay. For people that get the fresh-cut Christmas trees. Uh-huh. And that, I'm not making this question up. We've, we have it almost every year. It used to. Can I plant my fresh-cut Christmas tree? 
Oh, like they, you, like you would have cut it? Yeah. Okay. And so they want, they, it's, it's got such a nice, uh, uh, play, uh, you know, it's still in good shape. So they say, well, maybe it'll root. So they go out in the yard and plant it and it doesn't root for some reason. It works well as a uh, bird feeding station. Yeah, for, uh, for yeah. the rest of the winter, <laughs> they they hold together for that long, and you can put you know you can put suet on them and yeah, hang all kind. Of, so what is what is the why behind why it won't work? I give I gave you an out to escape, and you just walk right into it. Oh, uh. <laughs> but but so I mean so logically, based on other things that I've that like you you mentioned your daughter one time. Uh-huh. Who took a a rose cutting that somebody had given her? There you go. And she got it to root. No, I got it to root. I'm sorry, and you got it to root. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get it. To okay, root. so why can't I do that with a tree? Are trees different than flowers and bushes? Yeah. Is that the difference? Is why one? Well, it's it's a bigger. Yeah, uh, conifers are pretty hard to root anyway. Oh. Uh, because they got that sap in them and everything. And uh, they're also hard to grow in tissue culture. Mm. But uh, basically the, the, the stump is too large to root, even if oh, you really? put rooting hormone on it. So what if I took a, a branch? And uh, I'm determined now to, to get the most yeah, out of my tree. Uh-huh. As a, as a No. Like I said, the the whole branches and everything on the conifer are hard to root. Do you know how much I paid for this tree? Yeah, I yeah. want I want to be back next year. <laughs> okay, that would be nice. That'd be cute. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you root a, a limb of it, it never goes upright. Never stands upright. The limbs. Well, you said I couldn't root a limb. Well, if you try to, if I try, if it, if it did it. root, oh, well, that's weird. It wouldn't stand. No, but like go sideways. What do you do like with figs? Don't you take a a cutting of a fig? Isn't that the limb upright? Oh, but figs figs don't have that problem. Okay, but anyway, it's, so don't, don't, don't even try. Hopefully, we'll get that question out. Do you remember that getting at it at the office? About about the somebody wanting to know if they can root their Christmas tree. I'm sure we did. Oh yeah, we did. But anyway, right. same way with eating poinsettias, you know. But what we generally do is uh, refer them to the many articles in PlantAnswers.com uh. <laughs> that talk about uh, using live Christmas trees mm-hmm. and planting them in the landscape. Yeah. And did you see Billy's tomatoes? The what? I don't know if he just sent them to me. Let me see. Who is it? Billy. Oh, no, I haven't checked my emails. Oh, man. Hold on. The uh, ones that you say. Is he saying they're ripening? I believe he is. It's, oh, yep. Look at those. Oh, yeah. That's good. Look at those tomatoes. They are ripening. Yeah. Someone here said they wouldn't. I'm and not gonna and he's, he's got them. He's got them in the garage. Or I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I brought them in. Yeah, 
These tomatoes ripened okay after I brought them in the garage. Okay. So now we know garage tomatoes. We have a. If they're the right size and they're physiologically yeah. mature, they're ripe. That's pretty nice. Way to go, Billy. And <laughs> if you leave them outside like mine, then they just decline. Yeah. Um, I have learned, if I have learned only one thing. And, and what do, was it? And doing this Tell show. Us. Not to doubt <laughs> Billy's gardening ability. Oh, okay. okay. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Well, yeah. My man. My, you, my man Neil. Oh, no. His <laughs> mess is mess. Well, he he's he's helped us. <clears throat> and I think I know where this concept comes from. But uh you know, top dressing with compost uh, was introduced to this market by Malcolm Beck. Yeah. And uh, Neil has been kind of soured on organic gardening oh. because of the person he has to work with up in uh, oh. Dallas. Okay. Work. And... Uh, so when Malcolm came out with this idea of top dressing lawn, uh, it's, uh, he, Neil, rejected it. Uh, he got a question in. Said, "I hear, I hear the great benefit of applying the top dressing of compost to the lawn two, one or two times per year." It, it is quite common in my area. I didn't, oh, he said he's in Georgetown. Okay. I wonder how long it actually takes for that compost to integrate into deep, deeper levels of the soil. Oh. Well, the compost doesn't necessarily have to integrate into deeper, deeper levels of the soil. But uh, so, you know, it... it most a lot of the roots of uh, grass are on top, top couple of inches. <clears throat> the Neil answer said, "If you have to, re if you have read my writings for any period of time, you'll probably notice that I've never made that recommendation. It's not that it's a necessary a bad thing. I would just prefer to see people use good compost in their soils, not on them." And so, <laughs> as example, compost is more beneficial, in my opinion, mixed into vegetable gardeners and flower beds instead. It will add the amount of nutrition, amount of nutrition to the lawn, but the organic matter will not soak into the soil, as your question suggests. That's correct. But uh, he didn't live on rock, huh? He doesn't live on rock. Uh, <laughs> no, but. Uh, as Malcolm so adequately pointed out, uh, and people have, that's become a commercial uh, endeavor around here. We we tried to swing people. <laughs> Gee. At least he tried. He that, did try. That's some late yeah, streamer. There was a there. tough crowd there he was working with. But anyway, uh, uh, People have had a lot of good luck t 
top dressing there along the combo. And to the point that there were some uh, some places that actually brought a machine. Yeah. That, oh, there's, uh, there's companies that do that. that yeah, that blow it out on yeah. the... And uh, that sprays it on, so uh, don't have to do it. Well, if they weren't getting pretty good results with that, I don't think uh, that would have happened. And, uh, of course, Malcolm, <laughs> he... You you couldn't couldn't talk him out of a theory once once he had it embedded in his mind uh, that he that uh, that worked and uh, like I said we've talked about it on the show several times because I always ask him what's the when's the best time to put out combos on your lawn mm-hmm. and he'd always say when does mother when does nature do it? yeah. And that's in the fall now. Nature's kind of doing it now. Like we're watching it. <laughs> well, look at looking at the remnants of my lawn after the drought. I'm con- considering putting some, uh, just some compost, a light inch, inch and a half, two inches of compost on those uh, pieces of grass that are coming up that are living. Rather than uh, fertilizing until they get bigger. But anyway, Neil says no. So now we're taking Malcolm. The I thought part of the question too. Maybe I misunderstood, uh, or maybe you answered. So you let's say you put two inches of compost on your yard. Yeah. Generally, uh, two inches is too much. Oh, that's, okay. That's what that was going. Yeah. Oh, so let's say you put an inch. That's too much. That's too in, much too. I'd rather it be twice a year. A and quarter to a half an inch. Okay. Depending on the type of grass. Now, do you increase the depth of the soil permanently, and or does it compost? It's a minuscule amount. Okay. Yeah, and the compost uh, basically disappears. <laughs> okay. But uh, so, it, so it, you're dealing with a micro it, environment. Well, this is this is one big compost pile. Okay. So organic material here in this climate. It's not like up north where yeah you got freezing temperatures that maintain the oh organic okay. material here. It, it's always generally uh, decomposing the minute you put it down, and, yeah. and that's yeah. one of the reasons you keep doing it over and over. I've got a yucky story about compost. Uh oh. Trace may appreciate you and, this. You and uh, um, Neil. Neil. Oh, well, this is the neighbors using compost. Uh-oh. Apparently, we have now learned <laughs> that dogs love compost. Oh, yeah. yes. And yeah. cats. Certain types of compost. Oh, okay. Remember, you can compost anything. That's true, yeah. And we were walking the dog. Neighbor had composted. Dog went on her back, and she was having a great time. <laughs> she was trying to push that compost down into the soil. That was a manure compost. Yeah, I bet it was. She was happy as can be. When we had to kind of pull her away, she was like, <laughs> Anyway, but it was funny because it, it happened fragrance? every time. we. Did you notice Yes, I, I figured it out almost immediately uh, <laughs> as to why it was appealing to her. Um, boy, and if they made compost of the cat poop, uh. <laughs> that dog would never leave. <laughs> All right. He's digging for the cat. Uh, there's a cat over yeah. there somewhere. 
And do you sell bags of compost? We do, different grades. Okay. Depending on any compost is better than no compost. Okay. Uh, so we carry a manure compost. Uh, we also carry a compost peat. I'm doing this in order, by the way. Okay. Then we carry the Nature's Creation compost. And then we carry the Happy Frog soil conditioner. Okay. So that's the cheapest to the, the, the most expensive, but it's also the quality is from the cheapest to the most expensive. But okay. they are all better than nothing, nothing or just topsoil. Yeah. The, um, um, how much would a 40-pound bag? Is that like the cover? It's almost kind of like, well, oh. so I can do the math. But oh. there are, So like the Nature's Creation compost, that's like a one and a half cubic foot. So oh, okay. if you're going to put it out at, say, a half an inch, that's going to give you, what, 12, 24 uh, 30-ish square foot. 30 but square if you feet. put it at a quarter of an inch, guess what's going to happen? It's going to double. You're going to go 60. twice as far. So that would be 10 by 6, I guess. Um, and we did leave one out. What? 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 What did we leave out? All right. So I don't know if they're going to like this or not. But, oh, uh, man. All right. So there, there are people out there that repetitively <laughs> have fungal issues in the same spot over and over and over again Mm -hmm. my answer for those people is to use sphagnum peat in lieu of a regular compost oh okay so it's going to accomplish the exact same thing soil retention moisture retention and all that but it is extremely acidic so it benefits the grass more and most funguses cannot function in an acidic situation I think we used to recommend uh, yeah. uh, sphagnum for uh, take-all patch. Take all patch. Um, I never had much luck with so it. So we're on the, just out of curiosity, we're on the scale of lowest to highest. By sphagnum. volume, it's probably closer to the middle because okay. it's a, it's a 3.8 cubic bale, but it's compressed. Okay. So when you bust it open, it's like two to three times the, the amount of compost that it looks like. Okay. Or sphagnum. How do you spread compost? Uh, not not with a spreader. Okay, that's what I was thinking. So what I would be doing is I'm lazy. Okay. I, I would put the bag down on the ground. I would take a razor blade, slice the end, grab the good end, and start walking backwards. Oh. And then I would get a bow rake, flat side down, not the tines down. <laughs> and okay. And then I would use that to, to uh, have it sift down in. There you go. Okay, that was easy. <clears throat> and a bow rake is like a leaf rake? No. What is a bow rake? Uh, that's the one that looks like it's a flat bar and then a whole bunch of tiny, short. Oh, 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 okay. That's I do a, know. That's a bow rake. Okay. But you don't use that side down, Milton, or guess what? You'll tear up the grass. Oh. <laughs> you got to use the flat side. I'm glad you told me. All right. <clears throat> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Gibbs, I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing. But I pause because Hang in my stocking I can hear knocking Is that you, Santa Claus? Sure is dark out Ain't the slightest spark out Upon my clacking jaws 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867 the number. Hey, real quick, we'll talk about tree hugger sprinklers. You know, if you're uh, planting a new tree and that soil's kind of dry and it's been kind of dry, this is what it sounds like. If your tree could talk, it would sound something like this. No, they, they didn't yell. I was waiting for them to yell oh, okay. as the little red train came by. Now, if you want to keep it going well um, and keep it have the best chance of success, the tree hugger sprinkler can help you with that. What did you say? If the soils are dry? Yeah, if uh, the soils dry. are dry. They're dry. So no question about that. There you go. Uh, the tree hugger sprinkler is a unique uh, concept. It's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product, and it's a hard plastic uh, sprinkler. Uh, it's kind of a, looks like a big circle, but it's got a hinge on it, so you can open it up and wrap it around or hug the Chris, the tree that you're worried about. Oh, club, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and turn it on just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, settings on it, or you can use your uh, setting faucet. on just, yeah, how you do the faucet. But, yeah, that little setting will just uh, drip a little bit and uh, flow out just a little bit right where and wet that root ball very, very efficiently and keep it healthy. Soaks it. It soaks it, which is uh, what you want. Gives the best chance of survival. And get a timer. Get your timer. Jerry recommends a timer. You know, we we talk about soaking, but uh, sometimes soaking isn't practical in our soils. Oh, yeah. And what, what it does well is that just a brief, Wetting. If there, if you only got two inches of soil, and oh, okay. it's all rock like Jerry talks about. <laughs> you just gotta fill that reservoir lots of times. Yeah. Rather mm-hmm. than do a thorough soaking, there's no such thing as a long-term thorough soaking. Yeah. Uh, and you'll so find that, the that works well to do that. Good. Yep. Thank you. Uh, the tree hugger sprinkler is here at Mill Burgers, also at HEB. Three different sizes, 7-inch, 11-inch, and 15-inch. So uh, whatever your tree needs, you'll find it uh, with the Tree Hugger Sprinkler. And like I said, here at Millburgers and HEB. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, yeah. They got, did uh, Neil say anything else? <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, no. But, but uh, they've got, uh, walking through in, you, they've got a bunch of uh, violas, which are the small pansies. Uh, John, they used to be known, I think the original was known as Johnny Jump Ups. Uh, but uh, they're on sale, four-inch pots, regularly $1.59. Sell four for five dollars. You need to get at least four of them. Uh, four, four or five. Well, see, after you buy four for five dollars, and they're buck twenty-five. They're buck, yeah, buck twenty-five each after you buy the four. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I understand that right. But anyway, they got some beautiful colors and and well, uh, they're also they're also they're the, the perfect uh, plant for uh, small containers. Yeah, containers, because <laughs> you're looking at them close. I mean, you you're not after a 
a shocking display of beauty from a distance. But uh, the Viola, are, and uh, I think they're not cut flowers. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they're, uh, <laughs> they're p- people are wondering what to do with our containers. Uh, you know that are probably barren now. Uh, so from growing vinca periwinkle in this summer so uh just yank those out yank those periwinkles out of there no uh, <laughs> and then Vinny is counting on me <laughs> and then replace them with uh, violas or whatever or or if you want the bigger plants and the pansies look nice. Monkey-faced pansies. Okay. Who wants a monkey face in their backyard? Why not? Why so, are they called that? I guess they have the uh, yeah, they, they have, have the, the face. color. They have that black circle in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did they What did they call the other ones then? A clear face? Yeah, wow. just face. Uh, I always just call yeah. it face plant. Face. But uh, they're for the same price. You can get a monkey face pansy okay. for the same price as you can get some viola. Now, lots of choices in colors. Yeah. Now, what? Are, yeah, that they're, they're blooming when you put them in, there. and they're going to be blooming right through until a they never warm stop. part of spring. Yeah. They never stop. But uh, <laughs> anyway, they're uh, they're they're good by. They won't they won't freeze. Uh, and so, and I've been told, and I think it's probably right, that the violas will outbloom, have more blooms than the pansies will. Mm. They're little. They're they're like multiflora petunias versus grandiflora, not uh, petunia, petunia. And, and it's strange too if you think about the violas. I, I was trying to remember. How many leaves they have? You don't even notice the leaves yeah, because yeah. the blooms dominate the whole top. <laughs> That's or true. The top of the leaves. Yeah, and uh, I don't know where I read that about uh, violas outblooming pansies. Yes, yeah, I've seen it. The too. number, the number of the blooms. Yeah. Oh, has that been your experience? Because you you get both, don't you? Well, I get I I like them a lot. I'm I'm kind of leery of that 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 claim. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just best to say that they they seem to be the best the best choice for small <laughs> yeah. petunias. Well, th- that's why we were recommend we would when we were talking about petunias. Uh, uh, we talked about multiflora and uh, grandiflora compared to grandiflora, which is the big big bloom petunia. But uh, they're they're they're, they're multiflora. Definitely. Uh, now you talk p- petunias, petunias yeah. rather than pansies. Yeah, p- petunias. But uh, I, w- I would imagine that this is the same too. We can let Calvin go ahead and count the blooms on on multiple. You can do an experiment. That'll keep him out of out of, uh, out of trouble. What? Out of trouble. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I went to school in Minnesota, so uh, I can uh, count over a hundred. So. Uh, <laughs> Beyond there, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> 99, 100, 
<laughs> All right. uh, wait, but, uh, wait, wait! Don't help me. <laughs> even if you don't, even if you don't count the blooms, if you plant those uh, pansies or violas, uh, you're going to enjoy them, and you can't go wrong. And they, and they respond. This kind of weather, they're pretty invincible. Yeah, and and of course we still have some cyclamen, beautiful cyclamen. Oh gosh! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four and a half pinch pot, regularly six ninety nine. That's right at seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Almost, but not. But on sale, five for thirty dollars. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, some pe- some people walk out of here with uh, yeah, cartloads. They cartloads. They sure are pretty. <laughs> and uh, so they they do well, and uh, they probably are not going to like uh, this week. Or they're predicting temperatures in the 70s. Yeah, I can do the forecast but, when we get it, back from the break. Won't, it won't hurt them. Yeah, uh, as long as they're in the shade, they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that funny talking about uh, shade in the wintertime, needing <laughs> shade in the wintertime, only in Texas. But uh, uh, now one, one thing I'm going to mention uh when you come out here and look at uh, look at all these beautiful uh, flowers that they have, different kinds, cyclamens and everything else. However, I don't I don't think cyclamen fits into this category of what I'm about to talk about. But uh, when they when they're growing in the greenhouse, they're watered with fertilizer water every time they're watered. Uh, kind of a light dose of fertilizer water. Uh, but yet, when we get them home, I uh, put them in containers around the house, we never fertilize. People never think about fertilizing them. But uh, pansies and other winter color plants w- uh, should be fertilized with a water-soluble, high-nitrogen food each time that you water them. Uh, especially, and you want to water them where the water's coming out the bottom yeah. of the pot. Otherwise, if you just water them and the pot water stays in the pot with the fertilizer, you can eventually salt them out. In other words, oh. uh, damage them. But uh, probably one of the best is uh, is uh, a miracle grow because that's got minor elements as well as nitrogen. Got all the fertilizer elements. And uh, you can mix it at the strength you want to, but uh, then to be kept growing and blooming, they need to be fertilized. And I don't think that's true with cyclamen. Cyclamen is more like a bulb, isn't it? Yeah, but they... Uh, Have you fertilized your cyclamen? Yeah, we, we did, Joe, when Judy and I were experimenting with trying to keep them alive during oh, okay. the summer. We did it. We did kind of did the uh, dilute the miracle grow. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't take much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't think we never have really done. It. Those of you who are growing cyclamen and have fertilized them, did you see a, a good result with that? I just use uh, for the ones outside. I I use our. Uh, 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 bound, bounty, or, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> multi, yeah, uh, Osmoco. 
Wow. Pay attention, Milton. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> okay. I knew exactly to... where you were going. Let's uh, take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up next hour. Be a part of the show and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Back in a moment on 930 a.m., this is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer 210-308-8867 is our number. You give us a call and be a part of the show 210 210-308- 8867 and tell us what's going on in your gardening world let me give you an idea of what the weather is going to be like uh, for the week tonight slight chance of drizzle i think we're slightly there after after 1 a.m i'm proud of these people now using the term drizzle oh okay well it's not not rain it's your government so you're proud of it okay patchy fog after 1 a.m otherwise cloudy with a low around 60 this evening Slight chance of drizzle tomorrow morning before 7 a.m. See, drizzle. I know. Patchy fog before 10 a.m. <laughs> Do they give the high near drizzle? 76, but it doesn't say whether it's going to be sunny or. Oh, Do they... now they, in Express News, it, I thought Wednesday was uh, th- thunderstorms and. Thunderstorm. Did they say thunderstorm? All right, so I've got and the uh, <laughs> and then the next day after that was uh, oh uh, snow, s- no <laughs> s- some some version of uh, rain, but oh drizzle. All right, well let me tell you what the the government weather.gov says. Uh, mostly cloudy Monday night. Mostly cloudy Tuesday, high near 79, though. There you go. Mostly cloudy Tuesday night, okay. low around 68. All right. Wednesday, partly sunny. Woohoo! Be nice to see the sun. High near 80 degrees. Wow. <laughs> Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, low around 68. Thursday, 30% chance of showers, mainly between 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. Showers. Showers doesn't Not say. Not drizzle. It does not say the amount of precipitation, but it does say showers. 30% chance of showers Thursday night. 30% chance of showers uh, Friday. 10% chance of showers Friday night. 20% chance of showers. uh, Saturday. Yeah. But, yeah, the low, I'm trying to think. I don't think we have a low lower than, like, 59 or something all week. And the highs in the in the eighties. Highs seem to be in the seventies. All we highs the, the um, yeah, yep. seventy nine to uh, seventy four, seventy six. Okay. What is it next Saturday? What ten percent? Twenty percent. Twenty percent. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come in. I know. Well, are you, we going to have to sit on the porch? You're going to be just careful. Just come in early. Twenty percent. Let's see if they give the time. That's going to wet us to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> the sarcasm, man, it's, it's, it's getting thick. It's hard to it's hard to see with all the sarcasm. Uh, there you go. All right. 210-308-8867. I think the Express needs to stick with uh, Drizzle. This, this is not the Express. Oh, okay. This is uh, an NOAA 
government with this is the government forecast. Well, you know they got to be right. Uh huh. Yeah. Express News uses uh, Channel Four. Okay. Oh, did they? Okay. You want me to check Channel Four? No. All right. <laughs> uh, I think they all deserve a <laughs> man. <laughs> because so, with that being said, uh huh. Even though it's cooler. Even though we're getting all this drizzle, your plants from the drought, the long, the longest drought in history, are still dry. Yeah. And so you get anything planted in the last two years uh, should be soaked, water soaked uh, around the ball. Or that thing because they, they it hasn't been their root ball hasn't been able to expand out into the dry soil. Uh, so you got to give them a good soaking at least once a week, preferably twice a week, and put the put the hose down there next to the deer. Like I said, I always get a timer, but some of you may be better at remembering. To turn that thing off on your water day, right, Milton? Yep. On your water day, and uh, turn that timer on for about. Uh, I think mine has uh, about hour and a half, two hours on it, and let it run very slowly, and, uh, and then move it to to now. If you got shrubs, if you planted some new shrubs this year. Are you planning to plant some? You get one of those uh, soaker hoses, not the rubber, black rubber ones, but the sprinkler hoses, they call them. And it tur- calibrate it with your faucet. Just barely turn the faucet on until all the orifices of the soaker hose have a, a squirt. <laughs> Uh, about uh, three inches from the per, from the beginning to the end, the the water flow is squirt about uh, three to inches long, three to four inches long, and then flip it over and run it run it at that speed. And wow. like I say, if you got a timer on there, I I never adjust my. Uh, pressure on the water from the water hose uh, once I have the timer set I just turn the timer on and the good thing about just that, that low flow is that uh, it won't burst the hose or the sprinkler or anything else because it's it's such a low flow it's, a, it's almost a drip yeah even though we don't I know we sanction. We don't sanction drip irrigation. We have Marty on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Marty, what's going on today? Welcome to the show. All right. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas, yeah. Marty. Well, we'll talk to you before, because next week we uh, we hope okay. to have your pecan oil experts on. That's right. All right. I'll be, I'll be looking forward for that. Well, one you. o'clock, I think we're supposed to. Maybe, call. yeah. One o'clock. Okay. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, you have we'll, a Christmas we'll, cactus question. 
Yeah, I have a Christmas cactus. I have a, my Christmas cactus that I bought from Millburgers, and I've had it now for a couple of years. And I think it's really branching out, literally. And uh, it's beginning to bloom right now. But I want to kind of cut it back a little bit. I wonder uh, when would be a good time I could kind of trim it a little bit, give it a trim. You know, wait till after it uh, finishes its blooms. Uh, okay. you, you've still got unopened buds on there, right? Right. I still have some un- unopened ones. Are you growing? Uh, are you growing it, keeping it outside, where it can get cool and? I have it on? outside right now. I have it right now, but uh, it, uh, when the cold spell came, I, I brought it in. But I probably want to try and take it out and maybe get some, a little bit of rain or something like that. Oh yeah, and especially while it's this weekend. Okay. Uh, and and it'll it'll get some of that good soaking drizzle we're gonna get. Okay. Okay. All right. Don't put it out if you're expecting a hard drizzle. Hard drizzle. Okay. Okay. If I'll the drizzle is going to accumulate more than a tenth of an inch, you okay. be careful of that. Okay. Well, I appreciate uh, you guys being on top of things, especially with wet, uh, with Milton and his, his weather forecast. There you go. <laughs> it's not easy, Murray. <laughs> a lot of critics of this weather forecast. <laughs> Well, you do, I don't think you got a this year. I don't think well, I don't um, think no. anybody on the t- any of the meteorologists on TV get an audience a, a no. peanut gallery, if you will. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I know I know Milton's not that old to remember the peanut gallery, but Marty does, and I'm uh, sure. Doctor Parsons knows. <laughs> it's howdy duty time. There you go. <laughs> and then. then yeah, uh, what was the clown's name? Uh, that never talked. Tinkerbell. No, 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 no. Clarabel. 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 Yeah, yeah. And Buffalo. Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bob. There you go. Buffalo Bob. And Chief Thunderstruck. Chief Thunderstruck. No. You have to be. You have to be like my uncle. So you have to be an old timer to remember those guys. Yeah, there was, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I I liked that show pretty good, but it it didn't have enough nudity on there for me. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? You didn't see that show with uh, Howdy coming out without any clothes on? No, I don't know what <laughs> you were Buffalo watching. Buffalo Bob. What were you watching wow. in Tennessee? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's maybe. what it was. The Tennessee version. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Man. Yeah. We're gonna move on from this, Marty. Thanks, man. We'll All talk right, to you later. Okay. okay. Bye, right, Marty. Call us after the 1 o'clock interview next Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday, okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. And, uh, Are you going to go pick on Neil now? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. a little bit more. I always use this. He says, prune to remove mistletoe from shade trees. Whenever you can reach it from the ground, be aware of power lines nearby. Uh, <laughs> the uh, and I'm I'm looking over here. See our cedar uh, elm. Uh, cedar elm over there. Yeah, it's got a lot of mistletoe. In yeah. It. What's the only green part of that? Is the mistletoe. So why would you take that out? Because it's You're not killing a tree. That's what people don't know. I don't think it's so. a parasite. It is a parasite. 
but parasites generally don't kill the host. Otherwise, it kills them. They're not uh, Dr. Kevorkian. How do they? Uh, how do they know? Uh, they probably test the uh, <laughs> test the vita- the, uh, the vigorousness of the tree. What? Mm. Uh, how, how does do the mistletoe know? know how much damage to do before it kills the tree? Oh well, it never kills the tree. Anyway. The evolution, if it, if it killed the tree, then whatever <laughs> that that plant did does not reproduce. Uh, oh. <laughs> and okay. it's dead. Oh. That's good. a uh, good answer, Kevin. Thank you. Okay. So it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, an interest. I've got it on a lot of mesquite. Yeah, oh, it looks great on yeah, mesquite. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of horizontal kind of branches. Yeah, I used to kid Mr. Fanick about the, the old Mr. Fanick, about the mistletoe on his mesquite that was over the nursery. And I said, that damn mesquite's looking better to me every every year I go over there during the winter. And uh, <laughs> the, the tree was green. I mean, because with mistletoe. So I don't, I don't think, I don't see why I would remove mistletoe. Unless you're worried about uh, something, uh, you know, a piece of it falling off and uh, a child eating it. or I never have eaten mistletoe, but I bet you it's, it's tar- tart and uh, not good to eat. And birds like it, though. Do the birds like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They, they eat the seed. Yeah, oh, the they carry, carry, carry it. It's a sticky berry, right? And they, and I've I've been thinking how like I say I like mistletoe, so uh, I've been thinking about trying to get some of that seed, and spread it myself. I don't know if I'd be as good as the birds, <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, it I imagine it has to be in the bark, you know, in between the bark, kind of stuck in there. And well, the birds just drop it on there. Right. I imagine. And I don't know if it works both for after it's been in the inside the body of the bird, or if it's actually you know like stuck yeah. on the foot. Uh, that's feet. what I've, I've heard. It's been stuck on the foot. I don't know. Oh, maybe both. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, interesting thing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, Treasure tellers. They used to. Sell mistletoe? Oh, yeah. He said that the live mistletoe... Wilted or... Yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't have shelf life. Didn't look good. Yeah, no shelf life. I remember when they did that because uh, they had a young lady in here tying little bunches of mistletoe mm-hmm. together. So, uh, anyway, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't last long as a cut plant, <coughs> I guess. But anyway, if you want... If you do, Dislike the green color of mistletoe in the winter. Uh, now's the time to remove it. And the problem is, <laughs> if it's on a big branch, you have to cut if you want to get the, uh, I forget what they call the attachment there. Housoria. Uh, House. Yeah. Housoria. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Housoria. Yeah, the right. tea, there's a tea in there. Yeah. He, needs something. he knows his stuff. I know it. 
right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Look, he's shocked at himself. I know. He's stunned. He's stunned. When you're old, sometimes those things come to you and sometimes they don't. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, they they have uh, that uh, structure within the limb. In other words, it penetrates the limb. Whereas my favorite ball moth yeah. doesn't penetrate the limb. No, it's not a parasite. Yeah. Okay. And so if you want to permanently get rid of uh, the mistletoe while it's growing on the tree, you have to get cut off that attachment and cut off that limb where the attachment is into the wood and get rid of it. Now, if it's a big limb... Of course, you don't want to do that. Yeah. But the smaller limb, I'd say, you know, smaller size, walking cane size. So can you treat mistletoe with anything to no, get it to? Really? No. Okay. They, at one time, they had a had a spray. Uh, I don't think anybody has it anymore. But uh, that they claimed uh, would, you could spray it on mistletoe and get rid of it. But... Uh, and I, th- I think some companies had 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 that, but uh, save your money. Okay. Enjoy, hey, enjoy the mistletoe color. There you go. Learn to love it. It's got red berries. Too. Oh, don't your berries turn red? Oh, they're white. White. They're, they're white. white. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Verde Road on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Was in the middle of the chimney, not quite up and not quite down. Santa, please come back to my chimney, back to my chimney, back to my chimney. Santa, please come back to my chimney. You can come back here. Cause Daddy made a brand new chimney just for you this year. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Trace on the porch with us, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And uh, Warren uh, texted us and said he had the the same experience with the uh, Mistletoe. mistletoe spray. Do you have mistletoe spray to get it out of trees? <laughs> we have not. We have not had anybody calling in with much luck on that. So I have mistletoe for sale. I know. <laughs> you have fresh and uh... no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. So the the fresh just doesn't work. It's, yeah, it falls apart yesterday. too fast. Yeah. So uh, the dried stuff is the only thing that we've got. But that's okay. Yeah, it's still all right. All right. So I have a question for all of y'all now. Oh, Going to go no. back to Christmas stuff. So. Someone has given me, or I have bought a poinsettia. Now, what's the best way to care for it uh, from the get-go to enjoy it through the season? And then we can, I don't think some of us here to my left recommend keeping it. I don't know about somebody to my right keeping it beyond the, the thing. I always give mine to the garbage people, and they carry it out and bright, plant it. In the, bright plant light. the landfill. No direct sun and okay. no cold. All right, so I seem to remember. Yes, sir, were you going to say something? Sorry. Oh, there's about 15 articles on. Okay. Archived on. 
Well, we can we can save our, our listeners some time. You can you can get more information on the article. But all right, what, wasn't there something you want to stick it in the sink so it well, absorbs so it soaks up water first? Or well, that's is that old? Yeah, it's a la- an elaborate process to go, uh, if you want to start with there. I guess the um, the one the first thing you want to avoid the uh, temperature changes from. Now, we don't have as much problem here in uh, Milburgers as ah, you it's might. That's a Grinch. Ah! As you, as get, you him might. get him over here. I got something for him. Don't go near Jerry. <laughs> okay. Grinch is back in park. Was All right. that loud enough for you guys? Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Nice oh, job. Was terrible. Sorry. We, we, we digress. So. Yeah. Nathan. Well, you, you know, in, the, in climates where you've got really cold weather, <laughs> they, you, you can you can destroy them just going from the oh, the car sales to... uh, area to the car or leaving them. In the, I've also seen them le- left in the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like just, you drive someplace else, or you? Like I mean, it. you're you're real careful. You, you they cover them up for you in the shop, and then you put them in in the car. <laughs> yeah, and then you go someplace else, and you for, yeah. forget about them. So that. But but in the in the house you want to find a place just like Trace said you, not not in direct sun, but um, you you want it out of the, uh, the 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 one the thing that quite often happens is people put it in the uh, the radiator or the heat uh, where the, the the heat comes out of the yeah. right. furnace, so you want to avoid that because you you know they don't run. Very often the furnace doesn't run very often here, but when it when it does, if it blasts out on a poinsettia, so it dries it out. Yeah, it's done. Okay, done for. Um, Is the soil mixture different than say a normal plant that I I might buy in the greenhouse? It, it's an indoor plant. I don't know that. I, okay, I, they, they last soil. forever. Oh, yeah. You is it plant? The, is the it soil. lighter? In other words, will oh, water? Oh yeah, the soil so, is they're growing in. It's very porous. All right, so if I water it, it's not going to hold water as much as no. Me. Okay, so I have to water it more often. Yeah. Or can I use ice? You can plus. <laughs> plus. I'm, I'm trying to lead Jerry to this. Yes? Oh. Well, Jer- Jerry and I worked out a... F- Jerry and his son, son and yeah. I w- w- worked out a formulas where <laughs> once, once a week, generally you need to do a... Serious watering once a week in the sun. I mean, in the the sink. sink. Yeah. yeah. Even if you do the ice. And are you doing the watering by letting it soak, or are you doing the yeah, watering by just watering? Soak. So okay. From the bottom. Okay. And how do you know if it needs to be watered, Milton? I don't know. You pick it up. You you notice that the points added that we get in here are that leaves are. Draping over and everything. Uh-huh. Walking through the greenhouse, the grower, uh, if he sees something that's looking a little wilted, he'll go pick up the pot. And if it's not heavy, oh. it, it needs water. Okay. Now, if you're at your your favorite dentist or doctor's office, there you go. And you you. Uh, Come on on Monday <laughs> after the holiday. Quite often it's wilted down to not, 
to nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's almost everywhere I go. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that, that's a classic. After, yeah, that's one of those things that drives me nuts, Milton. And, oh. and my wife makes me not say anything. not say anything. It's like uh. you had a beautiful plant here. Why didn't you take care of it? Um, <laughs> do you have any tips and tricks on how to care for it once I've taken it home? How much sun did you want it to your, have? In your case, uh, oh, no. the dog needs to stay away from it. No. <laughs> the cats need to stay away Cat from it. Away, yeah. All right. Not and that it will hurt them, but yeah, no, they but are very that, fragile. They, they can hurt it. You can jiggle it, and you can cause problems. Okay. And so uh, how much sun did you say? Well, right now I would I would have it just inside. Okay. That's a, that's a common thing. I see a lot of people set them outside on their front porch, and these 40-degree nights is not conducive to a happy poinsettia okay yeah. and water 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 is the real key what about fertilization it's not a big deal but it's already done everything yeah. okay do. so and if you follow jerry you're gonna throw it away after so <laughs> yeah i don't want to throw it away how many months do you want it to live <laughs> i don't know so my answer because it'll wor- live for five or six at least oh we have one that's lasted a couple years yeah my answer is follow Jerry. Follow Jerry's advice. Yeah. <laughs> give it to the garbage man on December 26th. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And then buy yourself another plant that you'll actually Can you tell that the uh, traces in retail business? <laughs> retail horticulture business? Mine's doing okay, so I'm going to go with And Vinny's doing okay. I think I told you that yesterday. Uh-huh. I think everybody's surprised about Vinny, but I know what your advice is on Vinny. I think you want me to do the humane thing and end Vinny's life so he's not cold out in that pot <laughs> Vinny does I'm, just try, I'm, I'm trying to think of what my wife called it my wife ran that animal hospital uh, yeah oh you want me to euthanize purple juice or something like that oh uh, yes oh okay <laughs> oh by the way I saw uh, <laughs> I was driving through a Dairy Queen yesterday after the show uh huh they still have those yeah oh yeah okay. uh, they got the largest ice cream cones Anyway, uh, they had a, uh, a purple heart, solid blooms. Huh. You know, I, I see them every now and then uh, with blooms on them, but this thing looked like a or- ornamental. I mean, it was solid bloom. So uh, they, they've also got abelias over there blooming right at this time. Yeah, I think there'll be these little white blooms. It probably is. So that's that's a Dairy Queen that was probably built 30 or 40 years ago when abelias were popular. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe so. But uh, two of them, have some unusual plants there. Maybe it's because there's a whole old. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210 Oh, um, there's there's some some controversy back at the station. Is it poinsettia or poinsettia? Quit that. We do that every year. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> if you if you can say it, you can have it. You know you. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of Spanish or ways Satan, <laughs> one of your workers and our it. Uh, the guy that's been here so long. Oh, Nelson, maybe? No. Ed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they're... 
we were talking about they were playing uh Feliz Navagash or whatever. Favi- Feliz Navidad. There you go. <laughs> You're killing us. <laughs> I, I, but anyway, uh we got to talking about how old Jose was. Oh, Feliciano or? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was in his 80s, and so did uh, the the fellow I was talking to. But uh, Jeremy looked at him up on his little machine, and he's four, four or five months older than I am. Oh, okay. So he's in his about 77, 78, and he's still with us. All right. That's rare. They play you, that don't, you, cr- don't, you don't say that too often. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes, sir. Did you have something you wanted? I had a joke, but it it, it was really Pro- bad. Once probably I said not. It out, once I said it to myself. Okay. Uh, uh, well, look, look, see, <laughs> see, look what's coming down the pike there. Yeah. It's a stand. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna it go. Fi- gonna go find himself a tree. Eh? Do you <laughs> all put the? You should put the years on the stand. Uh, yeah. There you go. Or can you tell sort of by the nature of the stand? No. I, we know. Uh, we can tell a stand that's say. Five years old versus okay. a newer one. Okay. Because they made the spike different in the middle. Oh. So the newer ones all have more of a screw thread, and the other ones have more of a, I don't even know how to, a sheared look. Oh, okay. I'm just sorry you said anything now. No. No. Oh, yeah. You're going to remember this, right? Okay. The newer ones have sort of a spike look, and the older ones have a sheared look, or is it no. vice versa? What does that mean, Milton? Oh, the sheared, you know, what it means. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, how about notched? The old ones have, like, little notches up and down. This, oh, okay. The newer ones, you actually can see the screw uh, spiral. Oh, this uh, uh, where you, you screw it into the tree. Right. Okay. So we like the old ones better than we like the new ones. Really? But we can put them both on. Okay. And then, and then they do the exchange. Yes. Okay. They Sometimes. Do the, okay. All right. So sometimes they just get the tree and go home with it with the stand. Don't they? Don't they bring this? They exchange the stand for the tree with the stand. Some people buy it without the stand. Oh, okay. Okay. And then uh, y'all, we we haven't. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. We saw a couple. We saw one yesterday. The tree's going home. Uh, they found a home, and so they were. Uh, you guys were loading it up for the people, which was really cool. And tying it to the car, or not to the, not through the car, but, or once, <laughs> once they get in, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work either, does it? No. Because then they can't get out. Yep. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. We have got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Christmas bells are ringing. Joyous voice is sweet and clear. Sing the sad of heart to cheer. Ding dong, ding dong. Christmas bells are ringing. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer to one of that. That was not King Cole. He's passed. <sighs> All right. 
Two one zero. Thank you. I'm sure he is. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. 67 210 308 8867. Toll free 866 308 8867. All right, let's see what's going on. I have a question. No, nobody's on the line right now, so yes, sir, your question's oh, fine. I have a question in the, <laughs> I have a question in the paper. It says, uh, I have a lovely bed of hearty red hibiscus. I've not grown it before. Uh, should I cut it back now? That the leaves have turned brown and the stems are bare. Oh, wow. What have we talked about on uh, hardy red, uh, well, hardy hibiscus, perennial hibiscus, we call them. Oh, okay. Is that they lose their leaves. You remember the flare that they had sitting out yeah. here? And I, I said, watch the leaves fall off that thing. So within two two to three weekends, they yeah, start they're... falling off. But that, that 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 doesn't mean they died. They just went dormant because of the, a shorter day length. They grow dormant by day length. Uh, so, but they, it's kind of their way of protecting themselves because the root system stays alive. So you can grow a perennial hibiscus such as more grande and uh, flare and those types all the way to Canada without worrying about them freezing. Because they're in the ground, most people mulch them up there, but uh, they'll they'll come back in the spring. Said uh, as a forewarning, they will be one of the last perennials to send up new shoots come spring. So don't be impatient. That that's true. That that was one of the problems with when we promoted uh, perennial hibiscus as a as a superstar is that they bloom late, uh, just a little bit past uh, the spring gardening sales. And, uh, of course, people want them in bloom, so even after they sprouted, and they have to wait till they grow up a little bit to have blooms on them so they could sell them in the nursery. But anyway, don't fear not. It'll if you if you got bought, a lot of people bought those flower biscuits, especially yeah. the ones that were blooming. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting to see them. They had them side by side with another biscuit out there, and most people bought the flower. Yeah, because it's got that pretty color to yeah. it. And I uh, I hope I hope uh, Trace can. He's, he's he's magic about finding those plant rare plants like that. What so, about if your tropical hibiscus is looking the same way? The leaves have fallen off. And you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's pretty late. It's supposed to be oh. uh, the difference between tropical and perennial hibiscus is that the, the tropical has shiny leaves, real shiny leaves, and, and the perennial uh, has dull leaves. And it's uh, tropical is probably sensitive to 40 degrees. Oh, oh yeah. wow. And, the, and you, as Jerry mentioned, the uh, other is more sensitive to day length. Yeah. Oh, my, uh, and we, we babied a tropical, it died down, <laughs> and we babied it, and it came back just in time. For the weather to change again, it took it took almost a, a full year. Yeah. To really, because it it stayed there, it, it kind of grew just a little, 
and then it grew just maybe a foot or more, and then no blooms, no blooms, no blooms, and finally had blooms, but that was like in the fall. So yeah. it wasn't worth it to, to keep it. There you go. We should have kissed it goodbye. There you go. Good going, Miff. I knew you would... <laughs> You would own that. Uh, I never said that. I got that from somebody. I can't remember uh, where I got that from. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that uh, tropical uh, has to be taken in uh, taken in when it gets cold. Now, if it's going to be 70 this, uh, this week yeah. or 80, uh, you could put it outside. But the tropical hibiscus does not like to be grown in a greenhouse. I mean, in a garage. No. Where it can't get much sun. Yeah. They have. They might. They might drop leaves in there. Oh, okay. Because there's not much sun. Yeah, not enough sun. Okay. <laughs> but uh, my, I, I finally had nerve enough to go over to my neighbors. Who had, oh dear. who had bought uh, one of a uh, great big container of those beautiful uh, chrysanthemums? He didn't. She didn't get them from here, but uh, you know, I I thought they had dried up. They let them dry up because they were full of buds when she bought them, and as the, a few buds just opening, which is exactly what you want. You got it for Halloween. And yeah. I, it, it, I kept waiting for it to bloom and waiting for it to bloom. And uh, it never would bloom. And finally, Trace, I asked Trace about it. If you dry one out, well, that would happen. He said, no, what, what happened was they grew it in too much shade. Oh, huh. Now, I had never heard that anywhere. I read that. That uh, chrysanthemums, once they begin to... Once they're in full bud and begin to open them, if they're not in full sun, they never open those buds. Huh. And that's that's what happened to her. Yeah, I thought he used the term the, the bud died. Yeah, the buds die. Okay. Uh, they eventually die, but they stay in that tight bud for oh, okay. long enough to then begin to die. So I had to go over there and tell the people they were keeping it you know, they were, they were expecting that full bloom uh, a month after oh. a month after they should have had that full bloom, but uh, uh, had to tell them it ain't gonna ever bloom. Mm. Nothing you can do. And then I told them to cut it off at the ground, cut it off low, and maybe it'll re-sprout for next spring. Okay, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I hate to do that because I mean they, they they bought one of those big ones. It was, it would have been beautiful. Mm. Pur- it was purple, I think. Uh, since you said uh, Warren called in a while ago, mm-hmm. said I found this article on on the internet somewhere mm-hmm. about pests at this time of the year. So a lot of people at this time of the year are having problems with bats, raccoons, squirrels, and things like that getting in their attic and walls. Okay. (laughs) There's also a huge increase in activity in and around the home for ants. Calvin says he's 
still finding ants out in it. Yeah, not in the house. I, th- I, th- I thought they had been extinct by the cold. Uh, you're talking about the fire ants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep saying that, but I don't think <laughs> You know, especially, they're especially coming in looking for water. Why can't they just drink out of the cat bowl <laughs> like everybody, like, like everybody, everybody else, else in the neighborhood does? I've got three cat bowls out there for them. I just I'll can't fill up believe that Jerry's. I mean, it's it's easier for me to believe that he has an affection for cockroaches uh, than as <laughs> for French cats. For the, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he also said an indoor flea infestation. infestation oh, this ah, time of year. Infestation. Is getting worse right now. Hmm. And uh, the guy said uh, rats tend to be more of a problem in established neighborhoods. Okay. That's true. And uh, you get rats in the in the attic, it drive you crazy. Hmm. You hear them up there running, running, running. Watching uh, TV. Uh, yeah. Night. <laughs> right, right now I'm hearing uh, squirrels. On the roof, Uh-oh, and oh. get, getting the acorns. My acorns are falling big yeah. time. Squirrels, if there's squirrels <laughs> in the neighborhood, you got bird feeders too, and you <laughs> you get a, lots of visits from the squirrels. It says the more uh, studies on rats <laughs> uh, have shown that more people there are, the more people there are, the more rats there are. That makes sense. Uh, they live where we live. Sure, we, we give them lots to eat. There you go. They yeah. eat what we eat. They're not idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> we provide literally everything they need. So if you live, you know, closer to, into town, getting into downtown areas, you're going to have more rat problems. Mm. And that's something where a problem, that's a problem year-round. It's not really seasonably to that. They're just constantly getting into houses. And then he, he approaches the problem of, of hogs. Of hogs? Uh, yeah. You have fat, hogs fat, in your fat. attic? <laughs> well, <it> could be. <laughs> you got a big problem. Not yet. But, <laughs> but I mean... If you, uh, if you we, have hogs in your attic, call Warren now. <laughs> <laughs> but don't uh, even go home. Pick War, up Warren over. and his whole staff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't talk, we don't talk about hogs very much, but uh, they're. Go ahead. Go ahead. Where's my beaky? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, uh, the feral, we don't talk about feral hogs that much. Yeah. But they're becoming a real problem, especially to the farmers. Yeah. And uh, it seems like they're uh, 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 over there around Sea Royal and that side of town. The farmers over there? People? No. Well, the hogs. Oh. The hogs probably. They're, okay. Their border, you know, they border some, on some woodlands. Uh <laughs> they uh <laughs> and he's, he said uh, feral hogs love a yard that is cared for huh that's kind of like an armadillos oh you know the ones that the, the armadillos i've been in my yard 
if they have, they broke their snout off trying to dig in that <laughs> dry, rock-hard soil. But he said, he said, you can tell lawn damage is from feral hogs because it looks plowed. Oh, they, they're pushing it? <laughs> they push their snouts down and plow away. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had a, I had a farmer. What one. about the armadillo? That, that, uh, that's the pointed. Yeah, just this little hole. Yes. And now, what, what about uh, raccoons and uh, uh, opossums? Do they, when they do their harvesting, do they? I don't. I, do I, a raccoon a, may dig a little bit, yeah. but I don't think a possum does. Because I've seen some in my neighborhood. For the first time, I've seen some armadillo type, and I just can't imagine. I haven't seen ever seen an armadillo there, and I yeah, it's it. They're usually so obvious when they're in an area. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's going to be that's kind of well, interesting. Well, now they're uh, <laughs> now they're just going for the people that have watered their yeah. lawn or, or, or their garden or yeah, yeah. Where, where, they, where they can dig stick their little snouts down in there brother. I've heard I've heard like a feral hog can get into your attic through a hole the size of a quarter no, yeah. is that true? <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> or maybe and that's then, a rat then, then maybe it grows bigger <laughs> but I had a, had a I was visiting with a farmer uh, out around Castorville and uh, he was asking me about uh, something to poison feral hogs. Mm. And I said, well, I think that uh, that would poison the feral hog before he got into his neighbor's place because his neighbor likes them. Oh. But that, he said, I, pla- I planted uh, uh, two acres of corn the other day and the next day I came out and and uh, every grain in that place was gone in that wow. field eating said they put their little noses down and, and plowed it up and ate the corn as he went two acres of it mm. so they're, they're a real problem farmers yeah. But uh, is there a difference between regu- the the wild hogs and like javelinas and oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. Ha- okay. javelina is is not a feral hog. Yes, yeah, okay. But are they they, they both cause problems or? Not, oh yeah, but not not, like, not the, like the feral hogs are. No, oh. are reproduced so they're fast so, and they're so bold. Yeah, oh. yeah. They where just, where do they come from? Feral uh, they're hogs. Cr- they're cross between a Russian boar and a. I guess a domesticated, uh, a domestic uh, They just hog. got released and they just went, yeah, went wild? Yeah, yeah, They multiplied okay. so fast. Okay. And they only come out at night, so uh, they're hard to hunt. But uh, people are using uh, infrared scopes and hunting them. Especially, okay. And they're bad on vegetable growers, too, hmm. in the vegetable field. Well, and they're so, they're so bright, too, if you... They've got these elaborate trapping yeah. me- mechanisms, but if you mess it up, they they note they and they avoid it. For, so so you've eliminated that whole option in terms of your for nearly a year because mm-hmm. they they learned how to 
how to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they are hard to hunt. And Jerry mentioned they're <laughs> hard to hunt, too. Yeah. Said, uh, you know, they might take out a little section of your yard or a flower bed. You know, they may also take out the whole backyard. And that's, we've gotten some calls, like I say, from people over there in, I guess that'd be Northwest uh, San Antonio, where the feral hogs have taken out their whole yard. Uh, and this guy was talking about, he'd come across some pastures, talking about farmers, that they, it looked like the art had been uh, shelled. The pasture looked like it had been shelled. Uh, with artillery, you know, oh, because they had such a huge hog problem. Hmm. They feed at night or before sunup can can usually be shooed away by humans. But he said if you ne- you should never corner one, especially a boar that could charge you, or or a mama hog. If you stumble upon some baby pigs and you get between them and baby pigs and their mama, that mama is going to come after you. And they ah. they bite and eat, eat, ah. eat folks. Ah. All right. Well, we'll have more hog talk uh, next week and next Saturday. I hope you'll join us They're for good that. to eat, too, Yeah, the young ones. All right. We will say goodbye for today. Thanks for Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Wick. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.